Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Episode sixteen. So that was a that was a Coachella song, supposedly. So, so what the, how the lyrics go? It's like summer in California. Wanna, we're going to Coachella. Yeah, something like that. California dreaming. Are you bummed that you're not at Coachella right now? No, because I could watch it on my computer by myself. <laughs> As it's supposed to be. The same experience. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, what number is this for us? This is episode sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, uh, we'll do multiple subjects today, and like our big Sandler blowout pod last week. It'll probably be a little bit shorter. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you never know. A uh, couple of yentas like us. <laughs> um, so, notes. Let's jump into it. All right. You have some notes. I, I do. The first note is nuts. I wanted to say happy Earth Day to you. Today's Earth Day. Did you know that? I did not know that. Do you still think that global warming is a farce? I want it on the record. I think there's something to it. However, I think a lot of companies are using global warming to bank more money, for sure. So it's not as... We can't really do anything about it. It's going to happen. Folks. It's going to happen. Wow. Please write your letters. (laughs) Uh... Or no, to our yeah our, our, our email, email address that no one's, that no one's used, um, which is um, whatever it is. What is it? Armchair network. Armchair network at gmail dot com. Gmail dot com. Yeah. So please look, send your angry mail about Jason not believing in global warming or believing that it's just a it's a, it's little true, but a conspiracy to make money off of. And I also thought maybe as a. Uh, for future podcasts, it'd be funny if, like, anyone that's listening to our podcast, like, that wants to say something about it or has, like, a complaint, calls in and leaves a message. And then at the beginning of the podcast, we play the message oh. of people complaining of what we're well, doing Well, you can do that to your phone number because I don't want to get those calls. Um, sure. You can call them. <laughs> I, I will make sure it goes to voicemail. Um, <laughs> so, what then... Going off the Earth Day, today was the big march for science. It's Saturday. Um, I don't know anything about this Earth Day thing. Uh, well, all, all I know is well, it's Leonardo Earth- DiCaprio usually has a documentary that plays on uh, TV at Earth Day. That's all I know about it. Um, well, you know, today is the march for science. I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, there, there's a giant march going on throughout the country right now of people protesting to say that the government government needs to start listening to scientists. Because well, our, co- just our world is is cut EPA dissipate. You know, like we're we're going, and all these scientists, ninety percent of scientists or over ninety percent of scientists believe it is a man created problem, and we need to make. Well, it's definitely a man created. Okay, problem. well then, There's, why do you say you don't believe it? I just, I'm not. It's or, not that I don't believe it. There's just nothing we could do about it. There's not enough people in the world that care. Okay. Well, 
Happy Earth Day. <laughs> the, my mm-hmm. second note was, you know, each week I'm trying to do something fun and uh, or different to talk, something that's worth talking about. Thursday, I went to a I went to a party, um, for a, a 420 party. It was the Damian Marley's and uh, High Times Magazine um, 420 party, hosted by Title and. Damien Jr. Gong Marley. Okay. So, um, I didn't feel well all day yesterday. A lot of... Uh, secondhand? A lot of secondhand. Yeah, first hand. Well, they added... Okay. So, they had like a vape thing, right? I'm uh, I'm not a big weed smoker. It's not really... I, I find that I don't... I'm not very productive if, if I do that. But they... So, they... I tried this vape thing. It was fine. Whatever. But other than that, I mean, I, I definitely walked out of there lightheaded from what was going on in there. It, w- it wasn't the crowd you'd expect it to be. I thought it was going to be. I mean, there were some interesting f- figures with dreadlocks and flip-flops with socks underneath them. Um, but for the most part, it was kind of uh, an, up, an upscale crowd a little bit. It was in Hollywood. I know there at Snoop Dogg was playing at the Greek. Yeah, okay. For 420. Um, my last note is I have a story... You always have these absurd stories to start these. I got an absurd story. Maybe you heard of it. Okay. Have you heard that Warner Brothers is being sued for $900 million to prove that ghosts are real? No. So, the movie The Conjuring, uh, you know, it made like 800 and something million. Um, there's a guy who wrote a book about this family. And yeah, I know about this book. The Demonologist. Yeah. So the guy that wrote it, uh, this isn't the one with the box, is it? Mm, oh, there is a box, yeah, in the movie. Okay. That has like a little like wheel that you like look and all of a sudden if it gets to a certain... All right, it's a different box. I'm talking about the box that smelled funny and... We'll get this another pot. Okay. That's a great story. Uh, I, I get these kinds of movies really, like mixed up. So anyway, The Conjuring, this guy said that this was based on his book and um they're like no it wasn't based on your book um and he said well you know here it is like da 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 and they said well that story's pretty well known so it's kind of it's a it's a true story so it's open for anybody to make it and so his lawyers were like if you're saying that's a true story right. that means that it's the ghosts in it are real so you have to prove that ghosts are real in order for that to be a true story that happened. All right. I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers is going to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's On great. some technicalities. But the thing is, is that the family that was written about, like their kid, their grandchild or kid or whatever, uh, said that the guy that wrote it actually never was given the rights to write it anyway. So he has no right to sue about it. That part's not the fun part. The fun part is if it goes to court, and you got these executives from from Warner Brothers being like, "Of course it's real. Their ghosts are real." <laughs> so I thought that was a good story. You go ahead. Cool. So uh, I guess I have a follow up to our Kari War. I just wanted to say that the name of the movie was called Sensation because okay. I couldn't remember the movie, and I texted our buddy who I, I called out on the show <laughs> last week, and I'm like. Dude, you didn't, like, get back to me and say something uh, about 
us calling you out about Kari War movies? And he's like, I, I didn't even like listen to it. What did you say? So I said, uh, you're like our number one fan, and now you're not, not listening to it? <laughs> you're the one that's more, more engaging than anyone. So uh, he's uh, going to go back and listen to two podcasts where we talk about him. Um, so our buddy Noah is on day 65. Still going. He's been on, like, talk shows now. Like, radio shows and all this stuff. And None as big as this one. No. Okay. And uh, talking about his experience. I feel like we were the first, but we probably weren't. Other than the ones that it was in his video. Um, so my main weird story is, did you hear that Aaron Hernandez is innocent? No. Okay, so your friend who uh, who says that she's been following this the whole time. Right. Obviously didn't find this. Oh, uh, no, okay. So there's a Massachusetts law that basically says that if you're convicted of murder and you, do, you get granted an appeal, then your original conviction is voided and the appeal is like your new trial. So... When he died, he was in the appeal process. So, according to the courts and the court system, Aaron Hernandez is an innocent man. Now, they're going to try to try the appeal without him present to try to get his name his, like it convicted because there are a lot of things at stake. So he's get, being sued civilly by uh, the family of Odin Lloyd. Okay. And that could affect that. The Patriots could be forced to pay back all the money that they withheld from him and his pension because he's innocent, considered innocent. And uh, they said that uh, some legal experts, Hernandez estate could be owed a good amount of money if it's legal convictions are indeed overturned so they would have to pay Patriots pay his bonus that he got because he just signed an ex, like a big deal with them a base his base pay and his NFL pension hmm and the Odin Lloyd family could get nothing so his estate could just be but wait but wait a sec I mean I don't want to spend too much time with this because you know but he got found not guilty of the other murder the other murder so that brings his first case back to an appeal? No, he had already appealed to the other one. Okay. So that was also in an appeal process. Okay. And he got granted one, so his old murder conviction was... So he still to prove that he didn't kill that guy, and he probably did. Yeah, but now he's dead. Yeah, I understand that, but it wasn't like he was going to testify in the stand. So, like... You're talking know, about you're saying that the courts could possibly dismiss the case. All right. Well, I know his death. Okay. What else you got? And then uh, I just thought, now that the NBA playoffs are going on, that we would have a NBA segment. We can have people call in or text us about names, but right now I'm calling it NBA playoffs. Where are we at? Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but I just can't. So global warming is a conspiracy, but Aaron Hernandez is going to get off. He, he could possibly get off. That's Scott. So, Scott, yeah. NBA playoffs. Where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
They think the big story right now is the Celtics turning turning around with uh, the injury to Rondo. Can they? They're still down two one. I know, but no, no Rondo for the Bulls. It's I know, just tough. I mean, he was he kind of took. They looked like a different team last night. And you know, now the Isaiah Thomas thing with his sister that's kind of turning. Um, yeah, that Isaiah Thomas sister death. I mean, definitely affected those. Teams. I know. Did you hear what Barkley said? No. All right, so Barkley kind of said, "Hey." Um, he said, like, of course it's going to, like, affect him. He said something, but he said a lot more brash, and he got in a lot of trouble. And he opened up, like, the next day when, on the show, and he was like, screw everybody who's saying, like, I, I, what I'm saying isn't the story. I've already talked to Isaiah Thomas. He knows exactly what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. I mean, Charles Barkley just says, just, I know, he but no he's filter. He just says, right, but he's, but he's, I think he speaks a lot of what he yeah. says is the truth. It's, it's like, it's good. It's like. Whether you agree with it or not, he's got he kind he has a point of view and it's 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 thought out. It's not just uh, anyway. Um, so that uh, I don't know what, what else. Where else are we at? So Blake Griffin, he's out for the playoffs. Yeah, um, and I have no clue how uh, um, the Clippers won that game last night. Why? I don't know. Just Gordon Hayward was going off. All of a sudden, fourth quarter came around, and Gordon Hayward, like, just couldn't hit anything, and CP3 just caught fire. Okay. By the way, I hate the Utah Jazz's court. It's so light. Oh. I don't like it. All right. Um, But there was this awesome play in the game, because Gordon Hayward was going off, and uh, he was on the perimeter, and DeAndre Jordan was covering him. And DeAndre, like, looked at Gordon Hayward, and he, like, pointed to his head, like, think what you're about to do. He's like, and so Gordon Hayward, like, took on the challenge and, like, blasted by him and, like, slammed it and got the foul and then got the three-point play. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, Where does he go next year? You think he stays? Who, Hayward? Yeah. No, he goes to Celtics. Because he's got a real close relationship with, um, uh, what's his name, Brad Stevens from Gonzaga. I think that they, I think they have, um, that's the rumor. Um, so that's where we're at. Is there anything, anywhere else we're at yeah. with the playoffs? Where else? What about, uh, I don't like that Kevin Love complains on every shot. Well, that team's, I don't know what to make of that team. That was a sick comeback. Though. Yeah, it was, I mean, dude, he's just the best. LeBron's the best. <laughs> I don't like LeBron, but that's pretty impressive. You know, that's like, it was funny. I was listening to Colin Coward the other day and, he was talking to to is Christine Leahy, the girl in the studio with him, who I just disagree with everything. She's such a like she just is so pro player on everything. Um, but she was like, I don't understand. How can you just turn it on? Like, why wouldn't you just play that hard all the time? And he's like, dude, haven't you ever like just tried harder? Like he goes, think about when management walks into the room. Do you not all of a sudden sit up straight and start talking a little bit better? Like, things in your life propel you to be better. He's like, if I run, he's like, I was never an athlete, but I run like a half marathon. The last mile, even though it hurts, I'm pushing harder than I did the first 12 miles. Yeah. Or whatever, first 10 miles. Because that's just, that's how you do it. Anyway, it was impressive. It was impressive, that comeback. Um, I mean, it's almost kind of the reverse of what OKC did 
you know, are actual people on other than Russell Westbrook actually stepped up and started hitting shots. Yeah, well, no one else, he doesn't let anyone else touch the ball. But you know what, the the thing, the thing with these playoffs right now is the games are either, they're, it goes like one really exciting game and then four terrible games. And then one really exciting, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, this Toronto-Milwaukee series is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um... Who do you think's better in the uh, Toronto Bucks? I think Milwaukee's better, but we we are disagree on that. We're financially oh then disagree with it. You know, I had a note from one of my friends who tells me that we don't disagree enough. That's not true. Oh well, it's not. It's not true in real life. It's very true on this show. So I'm going to start disagreeing with you on purpose. We usually pick stuff to talk about that we both like. Yeah, we both like, which is probably what we should not do. Um, San Antonio. They're pretty much. I can't believe they got Memphis actually has won a game in this series. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And then Golden State looks pretty good. Yeah, there's. We, we, do you think do you see Golden State losing a game in the entire playoffs right now? I think they're gonna sweep rounds one and two. Okay. Did you see? Did you see going back to the Toronto series? Did you see what happened at um, when they did well, the? Who do they play in round two? Houston. Uh, yeah, so they might put up a fight. Um, did you see what happened in the? I think they'll put up a fight. Yeah. I like I like Houston. Um, in the Toronto series, um, not this game. Maybe they did it this game, but the uh, last I think whatever Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday when they introduced the Toronto players in Milwaukee, and while they introduced them, the announcer the, they played the Barney song. You know, the purple dinosaur? Yeah. They played that song in the background while they introduced the players. Nice. I like yeah, it. it's good. So, all right, is that, is that all for your new segment of Where We At? Where We At? I like it. Uh, uh, we so, we got to find a way to do it quicker. I think that was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of games. we got to talk about I know. Things. Maybe Where We At will start to dissipate when we get into the... Yeah. the there'll be less games. By next week, there'll be less games, so we'll, we'll have a shorter <laughs> recap of Where We At. Or it might be a different name for the segment. No, no, no. The name stays. I like it. <laughs> um, all right. So you ready for our first topic? I'm ready for the topic. All right. First topic is Coachella. So <laughs> we, Coachella. Weekend two. What is Coachella for the people that might Okay. Know. Coachella is a music festival in Indio, California, which is about two hours outside of Los Angeles near Palm Springs. And it is, um, it's been around for, I don't know, like... 15 years somewhere I don't have the it used to be one weekend now it's two it was one weekend up until about four or five years ago and then it became two because they saw how much money they were making off of this um tickets are expensive tickets are like uh how much tickets are four four hundred for the weekend um they sell out on upon announcement it's Friday Saturday Sunday yep so if when they announce that tickets are going on sale they do they they sell them about eight months in advance without any any note of who's playing and they sell out within minutes of when they go on sale. And this year, 125,000 people. Wow. Um, it was their biggest year. Okay. And they knew it was going to happen so they changed the layout of the, uh, of the uh, grounds. They moved the stages apart so that they can... People weren't like... Crowded? Yeah. To jam-pack. Mm-hmm. But then it also... 
people had to walk pretty far to get to the other. Well, I don't know what that does because one of the things when you go to Coachella, I've been to Coachella. Um, you know, is the tents. You know, you go in the tents. I mean, I don't know how much bigger you can make those. I guess they must have the I means think to just do the main it. Stages. But what I'm saying is, is like you can't make the tents bigger, right? So you're still having 125,000 people, but say like, uh, like uh, who is a DJ that's playing? Um, Say Justice, okay? Justice is playing Sunday. Do you know who Justice is? No. Okay. I actually, first time I heard <laughs> Justice was at Coachella, and it was awesome. And I was like, this band is great. Or DJs are great. Uh, but it's in a giant tent. And it was barely enough room when I went in 2007 before they were... I mean, they are probably bigger than I knew they were at the time. But now, someone like them is way bigger. Um I don't know how they fit that many more people in. That aside, um, what do you like? Before we start talking too much about details, like what do you, you since you've never been? I'm just interested. Like what? What do you think Coachella is like? Like without having oh, ever it's been? A freaking mess. So <laughs> I know that Coachella is like a big photo opportunity for a lot of people. Like they're trying to make it kind of like our generation's Woodstock. And they people are actually wearing like seventies type clothing, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's just there's two people are wrecks. Everyone gets hammered. There's like people are pissing everywhere and just like making a mess of the place. There's trash everywhere. But you've never been. This is just what you no, think it's this like. Is what it is. It, no, just is seems, it... it seems like pure chaos to me. Okay. Um, there's a lot of drugs and drinking, which I don't think you can drink, uh, you can't drink on the outside, can you? You can. They have designated areas. They have beer gardens, basically. It's hot. It's very hot. Um. When I went, we would not show up until, four o'clock was the earliest we'd show up on the days. Because we were like, forget this. Like, it's 110 degrees. Yeah. You know? And... Here's my thing with concerts. I mean, I'm on a time limit. I can't sit around. I mean, I can't stand for like 12 hours straight. This is not my thing. Um, I have to have like a seat at some point. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe on like a four or five hours maybe. But then I'm just like, I got to sit down. But people sit down like on the you, ground. Yeah, you have to just sit on the ground. Like you kind of save your spot for when the band you want to see is coming up. Like you plan out your schedule each day, and you're like, everyone bring a chair. No, we don't bring chairs. I mean, one of those knapsack chairs. And you just go and you sit and you, you stake your claim of where you're going to be, and you sit down there. And then when they start, you stand up, and everybody pushes into you. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah. I was just interested. Is there any chance you'd ever go to a Coachella? Um, no. Well, I guess I can't say never. But if we got into the VIP section, it was all, you know, like not, you know, all like 200, 300 feet back, like just getting squished up against each other. Well, let me tell you. So... The I used to have a friend who worked for a uh, music festival. So the year that I went, we got VIP. We were in the VIP section the whole time, and that subsequently those couple years we went to a bunch of festivals and we got to be we're lucky enough to be in the VIP section for a place that 
that is the epicenter of their show. Like being in that VIP center is always full of celebrities. It's like yeah, it's a big celebrity gathering. It's the worst VIP section of like by far. There's no free drinks. Like every other one of them, there's free drinks. You're closer to the stage. It's so poorly planned. That part of it seems so poorly planned for such an important like part of what they do. Nobody cares because nobody really comes to see. The, you know, everyone is doing drugs and taking pictures of themselves yeah. anyway, so they don't care about the music or the drinks being close. But uh, I don't know. I I would go back. Um. But again, it's not my it's my least favorite festival of, of all of them. And I haven't been to a festival in years, so I it's kind of I'm you know, we're kinda of too old a little bit at this point. And also like a lot of the times there are a lot of bands that you don't give a shit about. Well, but there's so many stages. So like I went over the lineup this year and I was looking at it versus when I went in two thousand seven and I thought the lineup I was going to see was awesome. But after looking at it, I tried not to go too far down because some of those bands that were playing, like, the, sh- the small stages are big now. Yeah, so right, it's yeah. kind of unfair to say, like, oh, well, I went to see, you know, whoever before they were huge. Um, but it kind of matched up with, the you know, with this year's. And I thought this year's lineup was kind of weak. And who are the headliners for this year? Um, the first day is Radiohead. Second day is Lady Gaga, who is filling in for Beyonce, because as you told the world, she was pregnant and would not be able to play Coachella. You heard it here first. <laughs> and the third day is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. So the year that and I they, went... The second weekend, they repeat the They same. do the same thing. And that's the other thing, is now that they have two weekends, the first weekend is still way cooler than the second weekend. Which like, I heard yesterday, radio didn't have, radio didn't have any sound issues. Okay. <laughs> Which um, is one of the big things that happened on uh, the first day as Radiohead, the first third of their shows. Yeah. Like, no sound. Well, you know what? There was a, there was a problem with Rage Against Machine sound when I saw them there. So, so who were the headliners when you went? Uh, when I went, it was Bjork was the first day. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers the second day, and Rage Against Machine the third day. Oh, okay. Um, but um, it's also turned into, like, a giant advertisement now everything there is and why wouldn't you why wouldn't you advertise everywhere knowing that everyone's gonna be taking pictures of of themselves doing everything um you know there's all these parties now it's like live streamed right like which is how i've been listening to i'm basically this whole week to get ready for the segment i've been listening to coachella radio on sirius who did you hear that you liked oh i've got uh got some notes on that all right um but yeah i uh and then there's also you can stream on coachella live dot com uh like stuff that's going on right now like they're they showed Hans Zimmer last night which was interesting yeah I saw parts of that I don't know if I could sit there for a yeah I know I'd have, I'd have trouble too I, I'd, I'd be like yes I'd get there I'd probably hear one or two things and be like, I'll come back when we play some Star Wars <laughs> you know that's not even Hans yeah. Zimmer that's John Lee, whatever um then I would have been really pissed. Then I would have been really pissed because he wouldn't have been the guy that plays the Star Wars music. <laughs> he did Inception, and then Pharrell came out. Oh, okay. So Pharrell. Um, but it was pretty impressive that stage. Like he had like a huge orchestra on that stage. Like it was like the only like like massive music like 
I don't know what you call it. Uh, it was different. It was different than the other acts for sure. Um, all right. I want to go over some other random things, and then I want to hear. Um, I yeah, want to hear some random things. Um, you know, there, there's a big party scene out there. That's the Huge. other thing. A lot of people go for the just the parties. Yeah. I, it's hard to do both. I, I mean, I, I didn't when I went. We went. We spend all night there, and then go. Yeah, you get burned out. You get cr- yeah, and you crash. Um, did you hear about the man who stole a hundred phones? I did. This was what I was going to say. Like, talk about bad planning. Yeah. Tell him what happened. So this guy steals 100 phones, like, all across Coachella, and everyone just uses their Find Their Phone app, and, like, basically, like, lead, lead, leads it directly to him, and he's got all their phones. Um, and most of the people got their phones back. What did you think about Lady Gaga? Did you hear about her filming the movie with uh, Bradley yeah. Cooper? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Does that... I've, I mean, I'm sure she probably used that as one of her reasons to going to yeah uh, it doesn't look good I mean whatever it's like just who knows I mean that movie won an Academy Award it's, it's hard to make a movie that like wins Academy Awards and remake and remake it, it right and then have a Bradley Cooper direct it yeah um, did you hear about her dropping her new single during the show and it was up on iTunes right after she played it yeah and then she like she gave like like plugs for where you can download it. And it's a little cheap, right? Yeah, that's a little weird. That's a little cheap. That's a little too. It's not. I don't. I don't know. That yeah. should. That should rub people the wrong way. But I mean, I saw some of her stuff, her sets, and it was actually. I mean, she's a really good performer, as you know. You've seen her twice. I haven't seen her, but. Well, did you? Um, I did watch some of that. Would you rather see her or Beyonce? Um. I guess. Her. Yeah, I guess Beyonce is a little like too artistic. Okay. For me, right wait now. a second. You think Beyonce is more artistic than well, Lady in Gaga? The, she's in, into a more cerebral, artistic. Uh, thing yeah, now. I think you're. I, I don't when know. We saw. I mean, on that music award, you saw like when she was yeah, like, oh, but she's not going to do that for the whole show. Oh, I think she will. Um. <laughs> uh, what do you think more people would rather see? Probably Beyonce. Um, you know, I know you don't want to see Beyonce because I asked you if you wanted to go with me to see Beyonce about four years ago. And you're like, nah, I'm good. Jay-Z. I'm going to see with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And I was like, hey, are you, you want to come to the show? Free, free, next free seats. And you go, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy for a second no, time. That was it. That's what you did. My thing was the next weekend we were going to see Rihanna and Eminem. We're two different, totally different people. Yeah. I don't know. Just. All right. Uh, last question. This guy that owns and operates uh, Coachella. Do you know anything about him? His name's Philip Enschutz. I read uh, the new New Yorker article on him. Okay. Do you want to tell us about him or? Um, just, you know, he does all of his own pitching. Like he'll go and fly to places and make sure he gets everyone on board and does his own negotiating so I mean I don't know his like complete background but I just do you know about his politics no oh because that's the thing uh, like much like you he's a climate denier um, and he is given good sorry I thought that Kate Bush thing was yeah uh, what was the Kate Bush thing well Kate Bush who uh, I guess the song that I know her from is that from the John Hughes movie uh, 
Weathering Heights? No, she's having a baby. Yeah, but that's her, okay. And at the very end is the tear jerker ending when she's like going through surgery and he's uh-huh. like, yeah, what woman's work? Yeah. Uh, um, so, but I guess like she hasn't, she's been besting since like 1979. She hasn't performed in a long yeah. time. And she's like, and she came out of, I guess, re- reclusiveness. Uh, and did 30 shows, which all sold out in like seconds. a matter of seconds. And uh, I guess all the fans like kind of like pitched for her to go to Coachella. And the guy was like, nah, people are not going to get it. Yeah. But she said she didn't want to play it. Whatever. I'm sure she wouldn't have gone. But the thing is, it's like, if you're going to do that, like, I kind of lost my train of thought here. But... Uh, there's so many acts that you're putting on show. Like, why can't she fit in there? There's right. always going to be someone that wants to see right. it. Um, and then, uh, but Lord. Wait, I want to stay with it. No, this is Phil. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So Lord, just as a quick note, like opened her set play, like playing a song of Kate Bush's. Oh, that's cool. Like, to the crowd. Well, this Phil Anschutz, yeah. he's a climate denier. He gives money to anti-gay establishments, and um, he's anti-union, and pretty much a full-on like right-wing um, bigwig. You know? Do you think that that? Well, one of the artists has to say. Well, there was a well, that was a big. It was a. It's much like everything else in this world. There was a big write-up about it. Like when it didn't matter in like February or January when they already committed. Um, oh, maybe it was before. Yeah, I guess like yeah. people can pull out. And people were like, "F this guy!" Like this guy, you know, like da 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 da. But nobody ever really did anything, and it goes away after it's a two day no- news cycle. I kind of expected it to be a little bit more of a thing. I mean, would that bother you as a performer? I mean. Or no, would no. it bother you as a concert goer? Like, I'm going to give this guy my money. I'm and sure he's they're like, giving these acts like so much money. Right. Right. right, right. Well, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I was going to talk about the celebrities that are always there. DiCaprio, models, Kardashians, oh my. Um, now it's full of lots of trendy food from LA. Do you have a moment, anything that stands out from Coachella's past that's like a big deal? Like, what do you think is the biggest moment that you ever remember hearing about? The, the Tupac hologram. Oh, the Tupac, yes. It's got to be the biggest yeah. thing that happened at Coachella, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but other than that, you know, it gets kind of rinse, lather, repeat over there. Um, all right, so give me your, your thoughts on some of the bands. Um, what I really liked was uh, DJ Khaled. Oh, yeah? I mean, he came out with like... All he did was win? He had so many people come out. Um, I'm trying to get the the whole list, but he had like the Migos, which the Migos supposedly like. One of the things I like about Coachella, which is very rare, things, is that you get a lot of mashups. Okay. Like um, since all the bands are there, some of them like play with each other, like um, the local natives, which is a great local band. I guess Fanagram came out the girl from Fanagram and like played a couple songs with them. Uh, but, uh, so he had like two chains. He had Rick Ross. He had ASAP French Montana. He had like all these, like all of his big songs, you know? 
Yep. And he had all these people, and then it was pretty awesome. Um, so that was good. I like local natives. Um, who did I say? Uh, group love. Group love played sabotage, which I thought was really good. Um, Travis Scott was awful. Um, yeah, that was really good. I did not listen to any Radiohead. Well, okay, this is my biggest thing I wanted to hear about. <laughs> what What do you think of Radiohead? I like Creep. My, not it. my second question was going to be, how many Radiohead songs could you name? Not many. I, I, I have all it, just dreary. I have it at two. <laughs> They're all just like dreary, like, and I'm, as I said before I'm, multiple times, I'm not good with names of songs. Well, I don't remember um, hearing that, but I, I was like, he could name Creep and no like creep. Karma Police. Yeah. So, yeah, I know Karma Police. <laughs> but like, all their songs are just like, kind of like, mellow monotone humming and jamming and I don't know. Okay. It's not my thing. You could be, not my thing. you couldn't be further from. That's not true. No, it's very true because if what. If I went through iTunes right now and played all the Radiohead, it would all like be numbed out by the time. There's like five different kinds of Radiohead songs. They do like, they do do, they do do. They, they do, do some like jazzy kind of uh, what you're saying, um, a lot of instrumental, like that's more of the newer stuff. They do have a bunch of music that doesn't have any guitars. It's like all like machine, like yeah, it's a lot of yeah. Like but that. they also have some of the best like rock guitar songs. Like to me, the song "Just," which is from the Benz. I, I guess I could just play it. Um, it has some of the. We have a new speaker system. <laughs> it has some of the best um, guitar in it. Uh, it's my favorite guitar. Here, it goes like this. That's not dreary. You know. I'll stop before it gets that way. <laughs> But like, they you know they, they 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 have a lot of heavy like rock like guitars like they they have a lot of rock songs. Um, they oh, their music can can be political, it can be abstract, it can be mechanical. Um, like their second album, The Bends, which has that, is my favorite. Like when that album came out, it was like blew me away. It's before they got super. Their next I know album. That, like Radiohead fans are just like, what do they call them? They got like a name. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they've got like a secret name, but uh, Radiohead fans like are just so, just locked in. They have to go to every show. It's like one of these. Things. I've seen them four times. I'm not a Radiohead head or whatever you're yeah. saying. Um, I saw them. My time. The, the first time I ever saw Radiohead was like September 8th, 2001. I went and met my buddy at, it was like the Friday, yeah, it was the Friday before September 11th. I went and met my buddy down at the World Trade Center to have drinks. We went, it was at like this science theater in New Jersey. It was the only place like where they, they, they could have the World Trade Center and the Statue of Liberty in the back as the backdrop, the actual backdrop, those two things. It was awesome. It was like the best. It was it was so good. And then 
three days later, yeah. September 11th happens. Um, which is kind of, I guess, like a Radiohead song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I had a feeling. I just wanted to get your take. I liked your description. It's pretty much what I would have expected it to be. I, uh, I happen to be a pretty big fan, so I can argue it, but it's fair. Okay. Um, well, we both like Kendrick Lamar. Well, let's, before we get, so next would be Lady, or do you want to do... Well, we can do Lady Gaga. All right. So, what do you think of where, where you come out on her? Uh, I find her entertaining. I like, so, I like a lot of her songs. Okay. I wouldn't say, like, I'm dying. Actually, I do want to see her in, uh, in person. But, uh, I, I'll, I'll change my thought on that, but I definitely want to see her in person at some point. And then Kendrick Lamar, yeah, we both like, now... Kendrick saw it at another random festival, which wasn't even a festival. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We see, I've we'd seen all these Aaron, headliners. Aaron, Aaron Space, Space yeah, and he got cut off early because his sound wasn't loud enough. But here's my problem: like, do you think Kendrick Lamar? So that album is so big right now. It's like yeah. the biggest. Like, you drive down the street and you hear some car like vibrating, and it's that album. Yeah. It's completely white person music now. Um, yes. And do you think that bothers him? Or do you think he's like, just keep cashing them checks? Yeah, no, he doesn't care. Like, because, you know, he still has his fans, you know, like. But, like, how about those fans? Like, this is speaking about a whole world that we. I still think he's respected by fellow musicians. It's amazing, though, that that's, like, the biggest music right now. I mean, and he, like, he, like, gets sampled on, like, he's always, like, the featuring Kendrick, you know, like, on all yeah. these, trying to get these other uh, hip-hop groups and rap artists, you know, some name. You know? It just bothers me that everybody gets to hear that album live. It's going to be a bunch of friggin' people dressed up like hippies at Coachella. Yeah. But, hey, that's how it goes, pal. Um, any Anything, well, speak, I, we're good? Because speaking of um, Kendrick Lamar's now target audience, let's go into Girls, a TV show about four white girls living in Brooklyn. Two guys talking about girls. That's right. This is exactly the audience that this show is made for, two 40-year-old men. So uh, Girls had its finale last week. Yes, it did. Series finale. How did you you think of, what did you think about it? I liked it. You know, when I when I was done watching it, I think I told you that like you have to like kind of think about it and say, "Oh, well, this was a weird episode because not everybody was in it." But then you let you know you look back at the previous week's episode and you you know figure out that uh, that was really the finale, and this one was kind of like where 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 are we at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it kind of takes place like six months later. So it's, you know, it's like she's already had the baby and all this stuff. Uh, I, I don't like epilogues. <laughs> it's like an epilogue. It is an epilogue, yeah. Um, but, but, I, it, but I'm with you. It did make me, specifically, it made me go back to two episodes before it. And really, I rewatched and really think about the scenes with Adam with her, with, when that episode where he... When he wanted to marry her, and she was like, and he's like, "I want to be the daddy, baby," and just like she never says no. It just happened. Yeah, 
That's one of the things that's so good about that show, those moments. I think they had a really good plan from the beginning. And it was interesting because usually, you know, this show you thought was just going to be kind of like a Sex in the City thing. But it's really about how friends become not friends at the end. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. It's like kind of like a real thing that goes on. I mean, we don't even talk to one of our friends who's living... In the next town over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you know, life happens and people move on. He won't even know that you just said that about him because he won't he listen never, to the podcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> we, we were, like, ten podcasts in and he asked me what the name of the podcast is. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's true. And I've been, I, I know that I've personally been thinking a lot about that away from the show recently. Like, I was going to go down to San Diego to see some friends this weekend uh, that I grew up with that we're still... We're still pretty tight, but it's like each year it gets a little—you you lose a little bit of that FOMO, that fear of missing out. You know, it's yeah. like eh, it's a long ways away. Yeah. Um, again, two more people I can talk about that won't listen to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, and that's the same thing with the character of Shoshana. Like Shoshana ended up being the person that you didn't really care about, but then towards the end. Of the show, she became the person that told it, like, the only one that was in reality. That's, okay, I was going to wait and talk about that, but let's let's do this. So, I really enjoyed that second last episode that she'd been gone for, like, four or five episodes. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm getting married. Like, my life moved on, even though it's not part of your life. Well, I think, you know, when she, she wanted to be with Ray, and then she accidentally made a match with her friend, her the person that fired her, her right. boss. And so now she was like, this was my last thing to stay. She basically cut off ties with the whole group. She's right. like, I'm done. This was my last connection to the group, and now I'm just going on to something else. Um, so, interestingly enough, um, I was work. I was at one of my, one of my offices that I'm working uh, on Monday. And this girl was talking about, she's sitting next to me and she was talking to... This girl was talking about girls? Yeah, girls talking about girls. Not just guys talking about girls. Girls talking about girls. This woman was talking to the girl she was working with and she was talking about how she had worked with that girl um, who plays Shoshana. And Zoe. Zoe yeah, Zoe Mamet. And she was like, I worked with, oh, do you, do you watch girls? And the other girl's like, damn, yeah, I'm, I'm not really caught up. I watch it here, there, da, da, da. And she said, oh, I was... I worked with the one who plays Shosh, Shoshana. And she goes, which one's that? She goes, you know, she's like the most normal one. And I was like, I just like, I just stopped what I was doing. And I was like, I like looked over. I did not get involved. Not my place. <laughs> really hard not to. You just like but I was and like looked over the cubicle. <laughs> yeah. But I was so interested that that was her initial description. Because in the show, she's like introduced as the weirdest person. Yeah, and then slowly she starts to get into real world jobs. But she's the only one that keeps a job, right? Yeah. So, is she the the normal one? Well, I think most at normal? the end of the show she becomes. She decides. She puts it on herself to change her personality. But, but even even that, who she wanted to be. Right. Remember, we went to that. They went to that party and like. Something about the jeans, like she like was gonna be like a part of that company, right? And like that was like her her basically whole path in life was gonna go with these people, and then she took the path with the girls from the show, 
and derailed her whole life plan, and now she's getting back on to doing her own thing. You know, it's a shame. We could have made a whole podcast out of Shoshana. <laughs> um, but, okay, so it's true, but those are real-life issues. So you look at, like, Lena Dunham's character. She's, like, a writer. She's not a writer. She is, she's going to go to... Like, all these things that don't... People, doesn't really have... They're not real-life yeah. events that happen to, you know, a normal person. You got Marnie, who decides to be a singer. Yeah, she's just lost. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Jessa, who who even, who's just in rehab all the time, or whatever she does, you know? Um, So, even though Shoshana was, like, kind of weird, she's the one that does uh, go from job to job, you know, um, rent an apartment with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh... She is kind of the normal. I don't know. It was just, it was so, I don't know, sobering to hear someone say it and make me think like, oh my God, like, I think that might I'm be true. The wrong way. Yeah. Because we're so used to watching the show. This is, again, these discussions, I think, are part of what make this and whatever. I'm sure people are like, what is wrong with these guys? Oh, I think a lot of people are having conversations about But it's show. one of the things that made that show so unique and very good is the fact that we're watching... Are what would be hero protagonist kind of is a shitty person and messed up person and we're so used to watching a show where that lead person is we're going on that journey with them yeah whereas this we're like we think we're going on this journey with her but we're like um, I don't know like no we don't not she no she's not our girl you know like even when we think about like Seinfeld Seinfeld's about four despicable people but we still somehow <laughs> like them and yeah. stay with them with her I don't I'm not saying we disliked her but she was by she was the least interesting okay. and the least the, the least flattered like the person we probably liked the least on the show and I thought it was interesting with her character is when Adam started doing the movie about them mm. and she met her well she met her the girl playing her. And That's great. the girl was like, basically like, she was like freaking out that she was going to have a kid. And she's like, oh, kids are easy. It's like growing up, that's hard. Being an adult. And then she was like, took that into heart. And then she watched the video and she was like, this is how you see me? This is what we're like? So she's seeing herself as other people are seeing her, you know, rather than her just living her life. And I think she used that as to you know, shape her future. Yeah. Towards the end of the show. Yeah, so did you, so ultimately you liked that last episode. You liked everything that happened. Yeah, I loved that, uh, I thought it was funny. I love that uh, Marnie was like, basically has nothing. She was just trying to escape her reality and just was like, I win, I'm like the best friend. Yeah. It's like, well, no one else is going. Yeah, like what does that get you? <laughs> there, no one's friends with her anymore. Right. Like, Jess, uh, you know, they made up. But, I mean, they'll never be the friends that they were because she's going to be dating Adam now. Or, uh, well, or who knows? She, she, they, that bed well, was made whether she stays with him or not. I think they kind of... I think they insinuated that they do? Insinuated that they were going to get back together. So, uh, but um, I love the mom's speech. About, yeah. About, like, her talking about it. Like, when Hannah was like, I have a lot of emotional problems going on. And, you know, it's like, and she was like, you know who has emotional problems? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone has problems. You're not the only one. Yeah. Um, I read a, a review of it. I don't remember where, 
where and maybe I misinterpreted the review, but where they it, it was written by a woman, but it said that that final episode showed that she actually needed a man, that a man was actually important to be in her life. Well, I think it showed because at the end of the episode, she had two people that were there that were helping her out. And she was like, no, I got it. You know, the very end, she's like, I'm going to go do so it. So you didn't get that at all about it. I didn't get that. I, I, I didn't. I was open to, like, think about it that way. I think she, at the end of the episode, was like, you know what? Because when she talked to that girl in right. the street about uh, how her mom was making her do a homework. And yeah. uh, she didn't like that she had to do homework. Um, she kind of, like, started giving her the mom speech and was like, you know what? I might be good at this. And then by the time she got home, she realized that she could do this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so let's go through like the series a little bit. Um, you said you had like a favorite couple episodes. Yeah. I mean, as far as the series as a whole, I mean, obviously every week was really entertaining. Well, let's st- let could you you, you mind if we do it like in a little timeline yeah, thing kind of, like um, how you have it structured. I just have three episodes that I thought. For me, were the best episodes of the series. Okay, well, you tell me when they come. When they so like, I was I was just kind of doing an overview of each season. So like season one, we just kind of got to know them. Yeah. Um. And I was really into season one. I think what really got probably both of us into the show was the fact that Judd Apatow was yeah a right was writing it. I think he directed a couple. He was and there are a lot of Judd Apatow type moments moments in the show. And I think he. From what I, I remember, this is what I got very involved. I think he saved this this show. Because there's a point... One of the things that's interesting to me about this show is whenever I talk about it with people, it seems like guys like it a lot more than girls do. And I never could really figure out... I, I think it's because the men are written better than the I women. I feel like not many men watch the show. I... <laughs> Well, listen, the, the the ratio of men and women I talk to on a daily basis is pretty heavy in the men department. So, like, but most of the time whenever I talk to girls about it, they're like, oh, I don't like, you know, like, uh, they could be, they could take a leave it. Where guys, I just happen to know maybe guys with the same taste who really break down, like, things that they like about the show. Like, things resonate. Um, I, I think part of the reason is because they write men. She writes men so well. Because um, the male characters wound up becoming like, you know, some of the best parts of this. Um, but I think there's like uh, in the first season, I think Adam was going to be her boy, the guy who plays her boyfriend, Adam Driver. Uh, he was going to be like a throwaway character, right? He was like yeah. not like a throwaway, but he's going to be a couple episodes and be gone. Well, the same thing with uh, Elijah. Okay, he was but, supposed to just be a kind of throwaway, and he ended up being like. Series. They could have thrown him away. I don't know. He's fine. It was good. He was he's good. Like he's you know. But I just never. I never care. Like the fact that we had a whole episode about him, like three episodes before the finale. I didn't care. I didn't need to see what happened to him. I mean, when he told her that she was going to be a terrible mother, that was an awesome scene, though. That's a great scene. That's a great scene. Uh, again, don't do away with the whole character. I'm just saying he didn't have to. Anyway, um, but that's another Judd Apatow thing too. Is Bringing scenes to, like, situations. Like, basically, they went into the back of the kitchen. And there's, like, people in the kitchen, like, working. And they're not... Their emotions are so high 
then they don't care what's going on around them. They're just zoned into each other. But then there's people actually like doing work behind them. And it's kind of like you get the atmosphere of something else going on that no one else in that room cares about what's going on except oh, for the two people talking. Okay. Um, well, what I was going to say about the, the Apatow thing, I remember him kind of saying like that this character needs to like like her. The Adam character needs to like her in the first season. I think that's right before he like pees on her in the shower. <laughs> um, but like that changed. I, I remember watching that being like, wow, I did not see that coming. And it kind of changed and humanized this guy that was an interesting character and their relationship. And it all just kind of came together for me when that, and I know she credited John Apatow with making that choice. He's like, you know, make him like her. So we, you know, can experience that through him. And, um, you know, when I think back on that, that first season, that's one of the big, the, the shower, um, yeah, sure. the, you know, the, obviously the, da- the, the girls dancing to the Robin song. Um, that's like the big is pivotal that, moment. Is that the, uh, cabin or whatever? No, when she, they're in the apartment oh, yeah, and they're yeah. dancing. That was like the big scene. Everyone always, I don't know. Um, and then the other thing I remember is the Brooklyn party where Shoshana accidentally smokes crack. I remember the shit, the smoking crack. Yeah. That was when we first got introduced there. Okay. Shoshana. Because Ray was talking with uh, Jess, and he's like, "Who is this?" Oh, and that's what they became. Okay. Um, but yeah, so season, and you found out that they were related. Okay, right. Uh, and then she gets married to the what's his name, Chris O'Donnell, which was great. That whole mess of a relationship was great because you know those people, like you just. Um, and then, you know, uh, like, they tried to bring Donald Glover in that first scene because it was, everyone was saying it was so white. And it was so obvious that they did it that yeah. way that it kind of had a backlash. Um, the standalone episode with Patrick Wilson. It was really good. That's in that season, too. That's um, where she goes for the day and just, there's just, I remember that being so profound, the fact that she... If I ever heard myself say that, I'd punch myself in the face. I can't listen to this back. But, like, the fact that she was learning that she needs to grow up, kind of, through... Well, she got a glimpse of... Because he was a doctor, wasn't he? Yeah. So she got a glimpse of, like, what life would be like with a real... Yes. A person living in the real world. And so she started settling into that, and then she realized she was just there to be... Yeah. Like, never to be there again. And you gotta deal with it. Um... Seasons like three and four kind of started to lose interest in them. You know, um, have we hit any of your favorite episodes yet? Uh, I'm not sure. The Marnie episode was that in. No, that's season. That's last that's season. Season five. Yeah, no, that's not last season. Yeah, season five. Not this season. The season before this. Um, not okay. Um, so that's that's like the Desi and Marnie relationship starts to happen, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Right, the Desi character is awesome. Yeah, we never got a closure on him. Um, well, when he gets too stoned to play at, yeah, and then he's just gone. Um, not their music. Their music was terrible. Yeah, their music was awful. But then, uh, oh, there's like the whole Fran character I could have done without the yeah. whole Iowa thing. Yeah, I didn't understand the Fran one. 
yeah. teacher. They were teachers. Yeah, like all that, like yeah. the G when she worked at GQ, like none of that stuff. It was all. And the, here's the thing: each of those seasons, like almost every episode, has a moment where you're like, huh? That's well, why they, I watched. They this started show. the show off saying that she was a brilliant writer, and then they realized, I think, at some point that she wasn't really writing. So they they had to figure out how to use that part of her expertise. Wait till you get the script notes on brainwashed by eighties movies. <laughs> um, but um, but you get to season uh, five, which was the season from the last year, not the last season. Okay. Which to me, I, two of the best episodes. Well, I thought it was the best um, show. Of all last year, I thought that season of television was the best. Was the best show. Uh, there's just so many good. There, there's so these are what were, were your two from the that standalone Marnie episode. The um, that's called the Panic in Central Park. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it was amazing. Even though like it was an amazing episode, and I think one of the reasons is is like no one really you didn't really care about Marnie at all, and you were kind of glad throughout the show. That she wasn't in every scene. Okay. And then when... Like, this kind of, like, humanized her a little bit. And, I don't know. It was just a really good episode. Yeah. Uh, this and is the episode where she runs into her old boyfriend. And then realizes he's, like, doing drugs. He's a heroin addict, yeah. Um, and she has kind of, like, a... She knows that she doesn't want to marry, be married to the guy. Yeah, she's married to another guy. She's put herself in this life that she, you know, she's... It's not working. It's out of control. And she finally meets, runs into the guy that she used to control. And he's a whole different person. They fall back into old routine. And uh turns out he's a whole different guy than she thought it was. And it's like, oh my God. It was just awesome. Yeah. Um, that was your other episode. I mean, I, I can... And then the other one was the finale, I think, when you... When, I guess, uh, Hannah found out Finally found out that Jess and... That's not the finale. The finale is when she finishes by reading the thing. You're talking about the one at the play. The one where they were at the party and, the, like, the, has the ending scene where it has... The, yeah, in, it was the, the interactive play. play. Yeah. So they're at a play in Brooklyn. It's a, it's an interactive play where you go. It's in a, like in a whole apartment. So you go from room to room and the scenes happen in front of you. And Adam, her boyfriend, is one of the actors yeah. and he's acting in it. And she stands out on a balcony. They're, she's arguing. They're all arguing with yeah. each other during the play as they go from room and to everyone room. Everyone thinks it's part of the show. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, whoever's idea was to put well, a show in there. There's a show in New York that I've been dying to go see, like a Broadway thing, where it's a Shakespeare thing, where they do this. Okay. I think that's where they got the Well, right. I mean, I'm saying. It's called, like, Sleep No More. All right. I'm, I know that it's out there. You go, like, to different, and you're, like, in all the scenes. I'm just saying whoever's idea was yeah. to put an episode of television where they argue yeah. from room to room while this is happening. Yeah. It's pretty great. And so the moment when she sits out the window and she's just kind of like taking it in and she looks over and she sees her best friend staring at her boyfriend yeah. like Gaga smoking on like this fake or I guess it's on this ledge yeah. of this Balconies. balcony. And it's this great romantic looking scene and she's like, oh my God, she totally fi figures it out. Yeah. Dude. That was great. Great. Yeah. Uh, the other great episode 
was the for the, to me it was the Japan episode. Japan was really good. Where they end with the Bowie cover of Life on Mars. And her, like it in the middle of with no action. There's like basically her by herself. Yeah, Shoshana's in Japan and she's totally swept away and living there and she's living in this Lonely. Yeah. But she's living in this great like life, da 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 and then she doesn't want to leave her job, but she gets fired. You know, like it's uh so those are those are great ones. What's your third other favorite uh, episode? My third final episode is I thought that the uh, second to last episode of this season. Where did they all go in the bathroom yeah. and have the fight? That was a really good moment. And then they all kind of go out into the party and act like their old selves as if it's going to be like the last time they're their old selves again. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it was good. That was good. I mean, look, this, I thought the season was good. I thought season five was... The strongest, but this is good. Um, would would you? Is there any character you would date? Uh, which one would you date? If you had to date all four, like who's which one of those girls? I mean, that's interesting because <laughs> obviously Marnie's the best looking one. Okay. I don't know if that's obvious, but okay. Who do you think's better looking than her? Uh, I I'd give Jessa. I think Jessa's better looking. Marnie's just so skinny now. Yeah, like, she, she's she, like scary yeah, skin. Yeah, in that last episode when she was taking pictures of herself, I was like, oh. Yeah. She's got some bones sticking out. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say, the thing is, I don't want to get, I would have to say Shoshana, I think. I don't want to get mixed up in the <laughs> You don't want to get mixed stuff. up with them. I understand. I understand. I don't want to get mixed up in the stuff. Do you connect with any of them? Are you like, that's like me, you know, like I like to watch a lot of those shows and, yeah. and figure out who's like my, this, who's my, this guy, who's my, you know. You, it didn't really have that where you're yeah. like, oh, that's like you know, um, that's such a Samantha thing to say. <laughs> uh, it didn't have that, you know. We I think a lot of people wanted that from it. They didn't have it. Oh, all right. My last question: Who do you think is a bigger celebrity now, or who do you think like, who's bigger, Adam Driver or Lena Dunham? Oh, and that's obvious. Adam Driver is definitely a bigger. Celebrity. I knew you were going to say that. I disagree. I mean, right after Star Wars. I mean, it depends on what you count as celebrity. Well, I'll say more people know who Lena Dunham is than they know who Adam Driver. I don't. I don't agree. I think that with the people who know who Adam Driver is don't know his name is Adam Driver. They think he's Kylo Ren, right? True. They go, "That's Kylo Ren." If I said the name Lena Dunham to a group of like a hundred people, it would automatically trigger some kind of emotional response from over half of those people. Okay. You know, it's for way different reasons for her politics and for all of that. She's become a big voice of, of, uh, of that world. But to me, I, I knew you would say, I knew it was going to go this way. And I'm not just trying to disagree with you, but I think she is a more famous person. Now, I think he's going to make a lot more money than she is. Because being the bad guy in Star Wars probably pays pretty well. Um, I think uh, Lena Dunham's going to get a lot more opportunities. I read uh, that she doesn't really want to act anymore. She's not really I'm an sure actress. I'm sure she's going to do something in the future that yeah. you know, she'll get. She'll be fine. But yeah. it won't be, I'm the villain of three Star Wars franchise movies yeah. that make billions and billions of dollars. Um but I, I just think, like, if you were to say both their names, 
most people would know who Lena Dunham was. Most people, I think, would stumble on who Adam Driver was. If you showed everybody a picture of the two, they'd probably be like, oh, it's Kylo Ren. More than they'd be like, that's Lena Dunham. Okay. You're going to agree with that. We'll see, yeah. We'll see. We, we're long around long enough to make a deciphered opinion on that. We'll, we'll bring it back in. Um, all right, so... Well, I think our third segment, we may punt us. It's, uh, we're 108 right now. Oh, we'll do it real quick. Okay. So there's a new uh, show coming out with uh, Jamie Foxx called Beat Shazam. Starts May 25th. And uh, our buddy here, co-host, I texted him about it, and he goes, wow, that's a great idea. He goes, I would kill in that game. And I was like, all right, well, let's put you to the Well, test. let me just say, when I was a good kid, when we, like, when I, like, growing up, we used to play this game where we'd put on in the car or with a handheld radio and just flip the stations and see who could guess the song first from whatever was played. And I was very, very good at it. I think you have no shot at beating Shazam. Well, can I just, before you do this, do you know what the top ten most Shazam songs of all time are? No, let's hear it. Okay. I'll do it as fast as I can. Ten, Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Nine, Take Me to Church by Hoosier. Okay. Eight, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Uh, Cheerleader by that song. Yeah, I know Cheerleader. Seven. Six, something called Rather Be by Clean Bandit, featured Jeff. Cheerleader was so popular, and that song was so bad. 18,682,950 Shazams. Yeah. Number five is Let Her Go by Passenger, I don't know. Uh, Four, Somebody I Used to Know by Gautier. Yeah, that that was the number one for a long time. Okay. Three was Lean On by Major Lazer. Two, Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. And the number one... Shazam song is Wake Me Up by Avicii. Okay. 22,303,853 times people have been like, what is this song? Because <laughs> no one even knows the band or the name of the song. And let's just say, just so you don't, if you don't know what Shazam is, Shazam is an app on your phone that recognizes music. Best app ever. Best invention. One of one of the best apps. So if you're, if you're sitting somewhere and you're like, God, I love this song. Who sings this? You hit, you hit Shazam, you hit click. It spins around, it catches the song, tells you right then. So, um, so I've got ten songs. You got ten songs. What? Um, They're what? all. You should know all the songs. Okay. Uh, are you starting them from the beginning or in the middle or? I'm gonna go one through. No, no. But I mean, are you starting the songs from the from beginning? From the beginning. Okay. So name your name the tune. Um. So you, I'm gonna give you the year. Let's see if I do it without the year first. Okay. All right. First song. You got ten chances to beat Shazam. Let's see if you do it. Ready? Song number one. That's Blondie, Heart of Glass. All right. Tell me when, tell me when Shazam figures that out. There you go. Got, all right. I might be wrong on this one. It takes a little while for Shazam to win. <laughs> All right, so Scott, you got number Scott one. Scott won, Shazam zero. Oh. But I'm feeling pretty confident now. It's it's gonna it it can only go down from here. All right, you ready? You don't want the, the year? I don't need the year. All right. Hat bands are love of the battlefield. 
Scott two, Shazam two, zero. Scott two, Shazam zero. Damn. All right, here we go. Number three. How will I know by Whitney Houston? All right, you're uh, you're killing this thing. All right, so that's three for you. Shazam, you gotta step this up. Uh, bon Jovi. What? Oh, Never say goodbye by Bon Jovi. That's one for Suzanne. Uh, um, all right. The next one. Scott three, Shazam one. Damn it. Hello by Lionel Richie. All right. Shazam just found it. You were good. Number six. I think if you get this, you're at least tied. Shane O'Connor. Um, nothing compared to you. It seemed like a tie, but. What do you mean? I think. Alright, so uh, I'll give that to you. Gee, thanks. You're doing pretty well. Um. So this one, I think you win if you uh, get this last one. Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus? Yep. All right. That was a lot. Shazam got that one. So just for fun, you won. You beat Shazam. I know. You're going to win a million dollars. What were the odds that I would beat Shazam in your mind? Like if you were going to put odds on it. Zero percent. Really? All right. So here are the last three. Even though you already got, you already won. All right. So Sam got that one. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Living color. Open letter to a landlord. There is no way if you played that entire song, I would have known that that's. I know the song, but I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Listen, I gotta commend you on your music choices. They're all over the place. I was really afraid it was gonna be like five Tom Petty songs. <laughs> Very impressed. Alright, so here's the last two. Ready? This one you're gonna get. My name is Jonas by Weezer. Alright, you beat Shazam on that one. And then my last one. Fanagram. Um, when I'm small? Wow. Nine to one. No, I think it was eight to two. Was it eight? Eight to two. Oh, because of the landlord. Eight to two. All right. Maybe you should go on this show. Maybe. Why is Jamie Foxx hosting a game know. show? He must be paying him pretty well. All I know is I saw his, uh, I didn't see it, but his movie Sleepless like tanked. Um, and he's got like a new TV show coming on Showtime. So maybe, I'm sure they paid him a good amount of money. Yeah. But he's not like the first person you think of to host a game show. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what that's all about. Well, find out who's casting. All right. Well, exactly. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. You got any last words? Nope. Where are you at? Oh. <laughs>